Welcome to the KMS Spotlight Leaders Podcast, where we discuss all things knowledge management. In episode two of the KMS Spotlight Leaders Podcast, Jerome Gower sits down with Benjamin Duffy, AVP of Digital Learning at UNAM, and Kristen DeGillo, Director of Knowledge Solutions at UNAM. Thank you both for joining today. And we have a really exciting episode of the, uh, the latest KMS Lighthouse podcast. So we're joined by two great professionals from UNAM. So we have Ben Duffy, who is the AVP of digital learning from UNAM with more than eight years of experience of knowledge management, but broader than that, he's been in the learning world for more than 20 years. And one of the fun facts that we'll maybe discuss further in the, in the session today is that he likes to fix up old houses. So thank you for joining. And together we have Christina Dejeo, who is the Director of Knowledge Solutions from UNAM2. And she's also got this experience of working directly in knowledge management for more than five years and has been involved in the learning and uh, learning space as well for more than 13 years. So I'm sure we're gonna have a really great and, and vibrant discussion today about knowledge management and how that impacts on the world of learning too. But to begin with, maybe we can start off with some of those background questions to try and get to know you both. So um, Ben, do you wanna start? And um, tell us a little bit, like, what was your favorite subject at school? And is that something that's kind of continued with you and impacted on your life uh, and career? Uh, well, I, I always gravitated towards the art class. Um, I was maybe found in the art class sometimes when I might um, not have wanted to be in the art class. Should have been somewhere else. But um, I've always been really drawn to sculpture and form. Um, I do um, some blacksmithing work. Uh, I just really enjoy working with my hands. So um, yeah, continued um, my pursuit of, uh, of form uh, throughout my life. Okay, and knowledge management does definitely have that kind of building and, and, and sculpturing element within it. And Christina, the same to you. I would have to say my favorite subjects were art. I love art, any type of art, um, of creating art, whether it's like just mixed media, painting, etc. But I also really loved English. So I loved reading um, anything, you name it. I, I, I was reading at a very young age. So and I still do. And maybe that impacts on, on the follow up question then, Christina, does that do you have a role model maybe from some of the books that you've read or, uh, or maybe some of these that you've met in your life that kind of guided you through uh, through everything that you do? I would say my role models are my parents. Um, they have really instilled a work ethic and a, you know, as long as you do your best, you know, that, that's all you can do. And so I've just watched them model that behavior for me. And I, in turn, have done the same and modeled that for my children. Very nice. And Ben? Um, you know, this was an interesting question. I thought a bit about it and um, I don't want to really be Pollyanna, but I got to say that my, my current and my two former managers really taught me a lot about how to be a professional at a company, um, how, to, how to have the right kinds of conversations, how to lead uh, in thoughtful ways that engage the employees and create success. And um, it's been really inspiring. Uh, so, um, yeah. Nice. And if you're trying to sum yourselves up in, say, three words, is that something that you could do, Ben? Sure. Um, say I'm curious, I'm imaginative, and I'm a maker. Succinct and straight to the point. And Christina? I would say I'm 
analytical, empathetic, and resilient. You're, you're both very driven and getting to the, to the point right away. So is that, um, when you're saying that you're, you're, you're very much driven, is that something that's drawn you to the world of knowledge management? Is, and does that have some kind of personal uh, impact on the way that you treat knowledge management, Christina? Uh, so I, I would say in a way, yes, I am driven to make sure that everything is in its right place to the, to the best of its ability. So I, if I want to make sure I can find things at the tip of my fingertips, and I know if I want that, I want that for my team, for everyone else within the organization. So um, and then it comes probably back down to like me and my loving English and having things in an order um, and ensuring that we have the information that that we need um, and that it's stored and named in the in the right way that it should be. Very much getting to the kind of the crux of, of knowledge management, the right answer at the right time and when, when, mm -hmm. when it's defined to the right audiences. Yes. And Ben, are you, uh, are you seeing uh, over, over the period that you've worked in learning and, and knowledge management, how the role uh, of knowledge management has changed in its contribution to employee experience? Well, um, I think fortunately for Unum, it's been um, a focus of attention, which is great because um, having good knowledge management is just a really, um, it's a key contributor to operational effectiveness to, in some ways, employee satisfaction. If um, they can't find, especially in insurance, right? If people can't find the information that they need quickly, then um, they're not helping their customers in the way that they want to uh, at the time of um, at the time of need. So customers call us when when things are challenging, and we want to be able to be uh, supportive, helpful, empathetic, and and have the information at dis our disposal that they need that they're calling us for. So. Um, good uh, knowledge management just really helps operations, helps our workers um, be uh, proficient, uh, efficient, and uh, meet the customers where how they need to be met. Absolutely. And it has so many of those different impacts across the entire enterprise when you're looking at knowledge management from the, from the contact center to, uh, to the back office teams and the underwriters and the legal team when we're looking at the, at the insurance use case. And... Does that kind of complexity make it more difficult to engage the users? And what kind of recommendations would you have uh, of those attributes to make sure that you can make a successful um, engagement of the users when, when they have a new platform, uh, Christina? So I'd say some important attributes to have would be uh, to be a change champion. So you really have to champion the change with, with users, explain why, what the benefits are of, of good knowledge management. Um, and then it, it's a continuous messaging. So, you know, it's not a one and done. It's continuing to say, this is why it's important. This is why, you know, it, it's important to have things named in a certain way. It's important to have a structured, a certain content. It has the same look and feel so that when you're going to look up a task or try to figure out how do I do this process, you know exactly where to go. And it looks the same, no matter what content or, or um, piece of uh, task that you're looking at. Um, 
you also have to be resilient. So continuing, it's again, along with the change, continuing to message, to continue to be resilient with whatever challenges could come come your way, but it's also active listening. So hearing, you know, what users users are saying and how they're feeling and saying, you know, I hear you, that's a good point. Let's let's see what we can do. What what other changes ca can we make along the way? I always like to say it's a an iterative process. So it's not a one and done. It's how do we continue to refine to make it better for our users? Um, and that just happens over time. Absolutely, but that that feedback and capturing and adjusting over time is really critical. And Ben, when you're when you're looking at kind of taking that deployment from choosing the solution to going through and implementing it, and then seeing the 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 go live, and then the next steps of that of that journey, like Christina's explained, do you have? some kind of advice or suggestions to make sure that you can successfully roll out a new KM deployment? Well, it's definitely a multifaceted challenge. Um, I think it's fundamentally important to know the architecture, to know the system that you're using. The system, um, as, as much as we don't want it to, the system actually dictates a bit about how you should use it. What do the tools in the toolbox do? You, um, how do you use them together? And uh, how do you structure the knowledge that you have within those templates? And um, so it's imperative to think about the user experience first, um, to have really good content authoring standards, understand what's in the toolbox, and really design for that user, that user audience. Um, so do some persona work and, and stitch it all together in a way that you, I think um, in some ways I would rather go slightly slower with the deployment and, and, and really get it right than to go fast and put a lot of stuff in and do a lot of rework. So wherever we can, we have thoughtful approaches because we continue to onboard new areas of uh, our company that just are, have been on SharePoint sites or uh, other resources. And um, so we um, approaching them in a holistic um, and thoughtful way is, is pretty important. And um, is that kind of the ideas that you have planned from the beginning or that has changed as, as kind of your experiences of going through the deployment? Well, our implementation um, at Unum was it had to be quick because we had to get off some old architecture. So um, all things being ideal, uh, then you go slow. But if you have to go fast because you need to meet uh, operational conditions, then you go fast and you clean it up later. Um, so we've learned a lot uh, in our transition and continue to bring those lessons uh, into our everyday discussions about how we approach things going forward. Sure. And when you're when you're looking at those uh, those everyday discussions as well, are you kind of thinking what's coming next? What are your what are your expectations or 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 even kind of ideas for what you what you would like to see or or what you expect to see in the space of uh, the customer experience, particularly with uh, with respect to knowledge management in the say the coming year or or even further, uh, Christina. So we'll continue to see just in the climate that we're in, like a hybrid workplace, more not just only like at our company, but you know, other companies as well, where we have a mixture of people in the office, people working from home, um, sometimes switching. Um, and so you also need a lot of collaboration tools 
that where everybody everybody can have a meeting, um, people can whiteboard virtually, people can go into breakout sessions. So you could use um, platforms like Teams or Zoom, you know, or like Google Hangout. And you'll also need a lot of cloud technology. So as Ben was saying, getting off of old architecture. So there might still be people that are using network drives or using their, you know, desktop, their C drive. And so it's all going to cloud technology. You know, if you think about like Microsoft and, you know, their their platform, everything is is online. So then you can share your documents. You could just at the tip of a button share it. People can collaborate, add what they add their thoughts to whatever you're working on. And then with that too is AI. So AI is not new. But it's coming more into play, especially, you know, with search um, and, and trying to understand, like, what is it that the user is really searching for? What is it that they want and how can it how, how can it refine more right? about understand the content and then understand what the user is actually needs so that it comes together so that whatever they're searching for, the, they, they can get exactly what they need within the top like one I'm, I would say like one to three in their search results um, so that's what I see in the coming year and both of you are coming with that background of of learning and knowledge management together so maybe a question for you both um, where do you see the kind of the beginning of learning and the and the end of learning and the beginning of knowledge management and vice versa or is it um, the fact that you have both of these experiences within your careers is because they're they're completely intertwined. Christina? Well, I, I think, think they're, they're intertwined. Yeah, go ahead, Christina. Yeah. No, I think they're completely in, intertwined. I don't. I've never seen a separation because you have to start no matter where in learning. So if you, even if you have like workflow processes and strictly like learning type of content, your foundational. Um, materials, you still have to structure them in the same manner. You still have to add meta, meta dyes it in the same manner. You still have to title them in the same manner. No, nothing changes. Even when you have a curriculum, you're still structuring it and you're pulling in the content. So they go hand in hand. You can't do one without the other. Sure. And I, I relate it back to the moment of need mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So um, Comrade yeah. Gottfriedson has um, some great um, work on, you know, what what does the moment of need look like and what is the right approach? And if you're learning for the first time, um, you may consume stuff and it feels like learning, but you can have that same stuff at the moment, uh, you know, a couple of weeks, weeks later when they're actually going to do it, they just take a look and, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, okay, I can do it. Um, so things appear as learning or as knowledge, uh, but they could be the same thing. It all depends on that moment of need. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. And, and that's definitely something that we, we see in many organizations kind of moving from that traditional model of having kind of one process for training and onboarding and then a separate process once you're actually doing your work, which kind of can be more confusing and more time consuming to actually onboard rather than just saying, this is how, this is how it begins and this is how you'll continue to work. So um, Ben, do you have um, some areas that you're particularly staying in here and paying attention to within blogs or other podcasts that you listen to and, and thought leaders that 
try and keep you um, aligned with uh, with what's new and what's coming up and where you should be focusing? Well, one of the thought leaders that I've paid attention to for a while is Kathy Moore. Um, she leads uh, this thought around action mapping, how you kind of decide it's performance uh, consulting mindset when it comes to um, creating behaviors uh, in folks that we kind of train for. So when you get a request to create a you know, a knowledge article or a training video, uh, we always like to go back and look at like, well, what, what problem are we trying to solve? What gap are we trying to close? What behaviors need to be um, evidenced to close those gaps? And then we can build the right solutions. So um, I really like, uh, and she's got a great blog. So Kathy Moore, check her out. Um, uh, uh, Godfredson, who I um, mentioned, uh, Kirkpatrick. Um, so I know it's a, um, a tried and true friend in the learning world, but um, Kirkpatrick has models of uh, a model of evaluation um, that tracks both uh, sentiment. Um, you know, did you like the learning? Did you learn from it? Um, and all the way through, can we can we establish that there was a return on investment? Was there a return on expectations uh, for this endeavor that we embarked on? So, um, right now, my journey at work is is highly focused on uh, the value story of learning and development of knowledge management to the organization, and uh, so um, I'm reading a lot about Kirkpatrick's thoughts on things. Nice. And Christina, is there anyone else that you uh, you particularly pay attention to? Those are the same ones. I would say Kathy Moore in particular. Mm -hmm. Nice. So uh, thank you for that recommendation for our, mm -hmm. for our audience. And Christina, if you're um, meeting somebody that says that they would like to break into the world of, uh, of learning or knowledge management or even digital learning, do you have um, kind of a, a go-to uh, approach or, or recommendations that you would suggest? My go-to approach is, is always to, who do you know in the space? Have a conversation with them. Like what, you know, learning and development can be such a big area and, um, and then have different teams within. So, do, you know, is it, do you want to do training or is it more focused on knowledge management? Is it more focused on writing content? So I would, my, my advice is always talk to everyone, make a list of what did you like about it, about this area? What are some, what are some cons or things that, uh, it's okay. Um, and then figure out what did you, like, which one did you like the most, which area? And then start to set time up with a couple of people, you know, job shadow and go from there. But my biggest takeaway is keep showing up. So if you really wanna pursue something in the area, keep showing up, partner with them, offer to, you know, write something, get their feedback, but, but show up in the, in the space. Um, and also, you know, then think about your own team, especially in knowledge management and think, okay, so do we have all the right processes in place and where are they stored? And do people have other random things stored like on their desktop? Why is that? And start to kind of come up with a plan of, how do we have a shared place for everyone to go to to access that content? And then, you know, is it is it correct? What refinements can we make? So that's my advice. And the, the, what I like about your advice is it, it kind of takes the structure of a knowledge article, the different areas and sections that would, would make up the, the, uh, the thought process and areas that somebody needs to think about and consider when uh, when when looking at this space. 
And Ben, maybe one one final question. It's um, when you're when you're looking ahead, maybe not just for the next year, but maybe the next five years. Do you expect some some really big changes in the in the space of knowledge management and, and learning more more generally? Uh, well, going back to what Christina said, I really do think that. Um, the tools that we're just seeing emerge into the market that we've seen, uh, you know, your company acquire are, I think, really just going to be, um, you know, moving from the emergent phase to a really um, well thought out capability that is well deployed and, and leveraged. So I do see automation, predictive analytics. So I, you know, I could imagine in the future that you could tag with a percentage of relevancy or it could be done automatically for you areas of an article so that we could author articles for multiple audiences and um, and predictive analytics would know what to surface for the right person. So really looking forward to uh, seeing those advances in the future. Yeah, I, I definitely definitely agree with you with you both with uh, with Christina's answer previously and, and what you're saying there, Ben, that the automation and the document AI are definitely key areas that are going to be uh, changing the way that knowledge management is um, is thought of and, and managed within organizations moving forward. So definitely exciting, exciting times in this space. And with both of your experience, you'll be able to see where, where the history was to, uh, to what's coming next. So I, I expect that uh, knowledge management is definitely going to, to increase in relevance for organizations, as well as um, adding new, uh, new advantages and, and different options that will be available through the, uh, through the advancing technology. So Stay tuned is uh, is what the uh, what the key message is. So I really want to thank you, uh, thank you both for for joining and and sharing some of your thoughts and experiences today. That's great to be with you.